You are listening to the You Are Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla Denanio, a 2015 law school graduate. This podcast was created to share the experiences and successes of law school graduates who created their own paths to career success. In episode 12, I'm speaking with a beauty brand founder, advocate, and lawyer. Prior to opening the Beach Waver Company and B Bungalow, this guest worked as a prosecutor and owned her own law firm. Based in Libertyville, Illinois, today's guest is Erin Potempa-Wall. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course. So would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Of course. So my name's Erin. I am a lawyer. I went to law school, practiced for a while, and now I am the founder of the Beach Waver Co. and the Bungalow. We are a beauty company, so we have rotating curl and iron, we have vegan line of hair care, and then we have the bungalow, which is our lifestyle clothing brands. So in that role, I kind of oversee everything. I manage everything from, you know, making sure the lights are turned on to the bills are paid to brand awareness to digital marketing strategy to overall new markets we're entering. Anything small to anything huge, sort of no job is too big, no job is too small for what I do. Okay. And in undergrad, you studied philosophy. Was that what originally interested you in going to law school? I did, yeah. I was a philosophy major at Notre Dame. I did philosophy and English. So it was, it was, it was a lot of logic that I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the thinking through the different types of arguments, but I also really was involved with the environment. I have a very personal connection to like equity, obviously as a woman kind of growing up in the world, you really mm-hmm. see a lot of the prejudices and the difficulty it is like walking into a room as a woman. And that's only been exacerbated the further I go in business and the further I went in law. So yeah. that's something that's really important to me is like, you know, equality, equity, civil rights, like really making sure that they're is a voice for people who don't have a voice. And then philosophy really played into that because it's really understanding the whole scope of an argument, right? It's understanding how can I make my point across with fully understanding the other side. So really stepping into the shoes of someone that you wouldn't normally advocate for on that behalf, but that's the best way to really understand where they're coming from. And that's really what philosophy is all about. It's taking a very simple concept, who is a person, what is love, what Mm -hmm. is right, what is moral, and really arguing that from all different aspects and all different sides. And that's something that was really compelling for me, you know, especially looking at feminism or civil rights or something, you know, when you're coming from something that's so personal to you, you think, oh, this is obviously, this is, I mean, there's no other potential argument for this, but in order to really convince somebody else who has the same strong opinions, which, you know, I know those opinions are wrong, but you know, some (laughs) of those opinions are, they're so strong on their side. The only real way to really get through to them is by calmly, rationally, logically approaching the argument in like a really dispassionate way. And I think studying philosophy and going to law school really gave me that really strong educational base to step back and say, okay, listen, the way to get across to people who have such differing viewpoints to me and the way to really impact them and to actually mm-hmm. change their opinion and change the world is by understanding where they're coming from and logically presenting them with an argument. I mean, and I think the only chance that we have to convince somebody of something else is like a logical, dispassionate approach to it and just sort of like knocking them down one by one by one until you get to the point where it's almost so obvious that they have to come to your side. So for me, philosophy was like a really great base for that and a really interesting way to approach arguing and and logic and advocacy. Yeah. So did you participate in any organizations in law school that encouraged you and your interest in social justice and equity and things like that? 
Yeah, I was very involved in mock trials. So that was a really important thing for me. I did a lot of litigation classes. I did a lot of internships. I worked for the public guardian's office in Cook County in Chicago, where I went to school. And that is a very unique office because it's a place where children who are in system, like in DCFS, which is like the child protective services in Chicago, they have a lawyer appointed to them and a guardian. So they've got a guardian who is a lawyer to look out for their rights. And so that was a really, a very difficult thing to go through to really look at these children in this awful situation and advocate on their behalf so that they have somebody who is arguing just for their best interest. So that was really an important thing that I did that I felt like was really helpful to me. Really into tax loss. I also did a ton oh. of tax loss society. For me, it was a lot of litigation, a lot of advocacy. They have the 7-Eleven program where you can practice while you're in school and you have a certain number of credits. And so I was able to help a lot of people who were being evicted from their home. I worked with a lot of people, people with like some domestic battery situations. So really just being able to use my platform as a law student at the time to be able to help people who didn't have the funds or the opportunity to actually retain an attorney. Yeah. And also after law school, you worked at Fogarty and Potempa. Is that a family firm or... Yeah. So after law school, I was a prosecutor. So I worked at the prosecutor's office, prosecuting anything from, you know, basic traffic things through DUIs and misdemeanors, felonies, all sorts of things like that. And then I started a firm with a classmate of mine and we focused on different types of criminal defense, some family law, just because I wanted to make sure that I had both sides of it. Right. Because yeah. the prosecutor, sometimes people say, you're the attorney for the police. Or you're the attorney for, you know, the victim in the situation. I, well, I'm not that. I'm the attorney for the people of the state of Illinois so that law is generally upheld. I'm not the attorney for the cops. I'm not the mm-hmm. attorney for the organization of anything. I'm the attorney for the people of the state of Illinois. And so, you know, I'm just really big on understanding the whole argument. I feel like that's how you become really like a fully actualized person, right? Is understanding every aspect and every avenue of an argument so that you can really feel confident in your own viewpoint and your own sort of life theory. Yeah. So starting and founding the Beach Waiver Company in 2013, that's a pretty big jump from criminal defense and children's (laughs) advocacy. (laughs) It is for sure. It for sure is. So for me, while I enjoyed the practice law and so many different aspects of that, I really wanted to start something. I wanted to do something where we were building. For me, so many times that I had interaction with people or organizations as a lawyer is everyone's worst day of their life. People are mm-hmm. coming to me when, you know, their kid is taken away, like as a prosecutor when, you know, someone was stole something, someone was murdered, someone was all these awful, awful situations, you know, and even um, I worked at a firm for a little bit. And even then it was during the subprime mortgage crisis. So it was people losing their houses and banks, you know, screwing up on these mortgages. So it was this, all these awful, awful situations where I'm trying to piece things back together that were already broken. Yeah. And for me, I wanted to do something where I'm putting a different kind of good out there. Like we're starting and we're building something. We're putting good out there. So my sisters and I'm, Sorry, the company. I've got two sisters, one of whom is a hairstylist, and the other of whom is a photographer. She's our creative director. She worked on like Project Runway, all these different shows. So my sister, Sarah, who is a hairstylist, had an idea for a curling iron. And when she brought it to me, I was actually on my way to a deposition to represent a bank. And so it was the perfect <laughs> time. I was like, this is great. Let's start something new. And so I left the practice and so we started everything. I mean, we figured out 
how to manufacture. I figured out how to make a website. I figured out, I did all the patent work. We figured we have multiple patents. We've got multiple trademarks. And that's where like coming in as a lawyer is very, very helpful, right? Because I understand that, yeah. you know, there is a lot of good out in the world. But there's also a lot of bad. And so you have to make sure that our ideas are protected, that our business is protected, that we're filed properly, that all the paperwork is all buttoned up and so that we can go forward and really focus on bringing out this good to the world. So in our company, we really focus on four times. We focus on innovation, accessibility, empowerment, and sustainability. And so a lot of people always ask me like, okay, as like a feminist, how do you sort of reconcile starting a beauty company with, you know, being a feminist? And it's like, well, that's what feminism is, right? I mean, that's what equality and that's what equity is. It's like, you know, giving everyone the opportunity to be confident in whatever it is that they want to do and supporting people in whatever it is that they want to do and doing it for yourself. So, for us, starting the company is a very, you know, seemingly drastic departure, but mm -hmm. it, for me, it's like kind of building on what I've learned being a lawyer and building on those skill sets and building on that philosophy of what we're trying to put out into the world and doing that in this different format. So it's been a very interesting world for sure. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be one or the other. I'm a feminist, so I can't comb my hair. Right. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Right. And for me, like that's, that's what feminism is. It's like supporting women and men to be who they want to be. And then that's it. I mean, that's, you know, and I think the world is such a better place when people are doing what they want to do, when they feel fulfilled, when they feel like they have the freedom and the opportunity to be who they want to be. You know, if I want to be a lawyer, or I want to prosecute, if I want to, you know, stay at home with my kids, if I want to go out and drive a bus or whatever it is that I want to do, you feel like you're fully actualized. Like you feel like you're confident and powerful when you're doing what you want to do when you, when you feel like you have the freedom to do that. So that's, you know, kind of the good that we're trying to put out in the world with our company. So you mentioned that you filed the patents and everything yourself. Did you do that because of your prior interest in tax law and business? Because I know patents aren't the easiest thing to do. So I retained some friends to actually make sure that everything that we did was correct. Okay. So that's one of the benefits, right? Of like being a lawyer, of knowing people in the industry and just being Absolutely. able to call people and just saying, like, listen, we've got this idea. We're starting on this path. What are your thoughts on it? What can we do to protect ourselves? What should we do to make sure that, you know, we're doing everything that we can? Because, you know, going into a beauty industry, we are really competing as people with like very deep pockets. This is a company was started by my sisters and myself and we're totally self-funded. We don't have like a huge VC firm backing us. We don't come for money. We're just a bunch of hardworking Midwestern girls like starting something and trying to give it a go. And for us, so then we're really competing against these huge, you know, huge corporations with tons of money, tons of backing, tons of long-term legitimacy. And I wanted to make sure that we had everything done the right way. And part of that is the legal process is making sure that we've got the patents filed, making sure that we've got our corporation set up, making sure that anybody who worked on our project, we had a ton of engineers working on the project and we'd have sign off on everything, you know, NDAs all over the board, blah, 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 just to make sure that, you know, we were doing everything we could to make sure that we were protecting our idea and protecting our company to really just give the company a fighting chance when it hit the market. Yeah. I first recognized the brand because of the Beach Waver Curler. Oh, great, great. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. That's my yeah. favorite thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you've actually launched out into hair care products. You have an app, fragrance, hats. Mm -hmm. Why was it important to have an entire brand line? Well, for us, we really look at it as we have this platform, right? We're really building a platform for an opinion. We have this responsibility 
and an opportunity, right? So we have this opportunity because we've built this great brand. We're partnered with tons of, you know, we did the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show a number of times. We sponsored shows at New York Fashion Week. We sponsored the World Surf League, their World Championships. So we've done all these things on like this bigger scale. And kind of we thought like, okay, to what end? Like, what are, why are we doing this? And we're doing this like, put out this message and now we have this opportunity to bring out additional product lines so we've got Sarah my sister who's an expert in the industry she's got a wealth of knowledge she was a spokesperson for P&G for a number of years so she's got this great wealth of knowledge and then we also like I said with the company have this commitment to sustainability and to empowerment so we wanted to put out a product line that is in line with what we're trying to do so we mm -hmm looked at everything we could do. So the line is totally clean. It's completely vegan. And vegan was like a big, big hurdle to overcome. I mean, I do my best to be a vegan. It's like something that's very important to us. And we wanted to make sure that there was no animal products, no animal byproducts, no cruelty. So we've right. got a bond multiplier that's in all of our products. It's going to make your hair stronger. It's going to rebuild the cortex of your hair from the inside out. We worked for years developing this thing and it's totally vegan and we're really proud of it. And it actually works. So for Sarah, coming from a hair perspective, she wants to make sure that the quality of the products, that the products work, right? I'm coming from like a philosophical standpoint of like, we have to be in line with our mission statement. We want it to be empowering, we want it to be sustainable. So we've got this great products and they're also super clean. I can go on for hours about this. We spend so much time working on this and we're so proud of it. So everything- I can hear it, it's great. <laughs> Um, so our products, we've got a number of products that we were able to source this resin called sugarcane resin. And so the packaging is made out of the sugarcane resin and the way that it's produced, it's on a sustainable plot of land. And every time that they chop down the sugarcane to make the resin, it actually emits like a negative carbon impact. So you kind of hear about like, what's our carbon footprint? How is this impacting the world? And so because of the way that the sugarcane is produced and the type of product that it actually is, by cutting it down, by producing, it's actually like eating the carbon in the air. So it's actually putting out good into the world. And so that's hmm. something that we're really pumped about. And that's actually in our brain bomb. That's one of the reasons why I love the product, the product works, but also I'm really proud of like the packaging and the sustainability initiatives that we put into all of the line as well. Yeah, great. So speaking of sustainability, you also have the Bee Bungalow line, which is an environmentally conscious retailer. Uh, why was it important to branch out to clothing for adults and kids and babies? Yeah, that was actually a really fun aspect of what we do. We've learned so much being a retail brand, being on our end of it, like selling to Ulta and QVC and Bed Bath and Target and all these big brands. We've learned, I mean, God, we learned so much just how the whole thing works and what's important and, you know, all these crazy things. And so we kind of wanted to flip it and use that knowledge and, again, try and put out something good. And so we kind of flipped it and we have the bungalow, which is our lifestyle brand. And we've got brands that we partner with. And we always try to make sure that the brands that we partner with are giving back, that they have some kind of charitable element to it, that they're, you know, made by women, founded for women, made from people who are in underserved communities. Just for example, one of them is the Giving Keys. I don't know if you're familiar with this company. They're based out of LA and they make keys and they employ homeless people to yeah. make keys. And it's really, it's a cool thing because they're helping people who wouldn't have access to a job actually feel empowered and feel like they have a contribution to be made to society, right? Because that's, I think what everybody wants, you want to feel like you wake up in the morning, you've got somewhere to go, you've got to focus, you're working and you're putting out some good. And so that is a great, just one of many brands that we partner with in the bungalow. And then we've also got 
our line of the bungalow. We've got fragrances that we're working on. We've got a number of, of other products that we're coming out with as well. But our fragrances is our first kind of bungalow branded item. And the fragrances stem from the hair care. The fragrances are in the hair care. And then we made them into fragrance and rollerballs. And I mean, oh my God, they smell so good. But they're also <laughs> clean, really nice. So yeah, so it's really kind of a fun opportunity for us to take that knowledge and put a spin on that. So then we're coming from a different perspective. Yeah. So are you the first lawyer in your family? You know, I am. One of my uncles is a lawyer, but other than okay. that, yeah, <laughs> okay. not a lot of lawyers. <laughs> and then also, so of course, there's no requirement that you have a law degree to open a business, but how do you think that law school helped you with the businesses that you have? I think it was very helpful because I think that it really gave me a nice foundation. And then just sort of some basic things. I mean, contract review, just the experience of like reading through a contract, calling out points. And then the idea of just finding your voice, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, you see an issue, you've got to stand up for it, even if you're standing up for yourself. And sometimes people find it harder to stand up for themselves than they would stand up for somebody else. That to me, I think is the most important thing is learning how to make an argument, to stand up in front of a group of people and to advocate for something and practice advocacy, even on things that you don't wholly believe in. So you can just practice the art of arguing and the logic behind how to argue. Negotiation was incredibly important. I mean, being a prosecutor, you negotiate deals all day long. Like whenever I walk in, I always want to know, okay, what do I want and what will I accept in a negotiation, right? So that I think is incredibly important. Contract review is wildly important and just the idea of finding a voice. So those are the three things I think that are really important from going to law school, turning that into running a business. Yeah, definitely finding your voice. Negotiating was really important for me and the people that I met. I would never yeah. meet these people anywhere else than in law school. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that you're pretty cool. And I was reading everything on the website. Were you absolutely bored in law school? <laughs> you know, law school is definitely, um, definitely interesting, but I, I function better in a, in a environment where there's a lot of things going on where I can just make decisions quick and move on. And there's a lot of, just like a lot of high stakes things going on. So I think life in general, looking back, you have the benefit of knowing how this path went, you know? Yeah. And so kind of looking back, you're like, oh man, would I have done that before? But it's like, yeah, we have the benefit of this path. And you know, to be honest, I'm pretty happy with where I am. I've got, you know, I've got a great company. I've got a great family. I've got great sisters. So I'm pretty happy with how everything has gone. And I'm definitely happier to be out of law school than in law school. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like you said, in hindsight now, we can't say yeah. things would have worked out this way had you not gone to law school. So totally, totally. Yeah. Okay. So Aaron, is there anything else you want to share with the audience? Any last words? No, I appreciate it. This has been really great. You know, I think the one thing to kind of leave everybody with is you can always change, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you go down one path just because you wrecked up a ton of law school debt and everybody expects you to be one thing. You walk in the door into your job every day. You're not wildly happy with where you're at. You can always change. Yeah. Always, always, always. Always. Nothing is final. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate it. That was great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was, this was really great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm excited. I think what you're doing is really cool. I think it's a really, really like a helpful opportunity for people to see that there's alternate things you can do with a degree. So I, I think it's great. I think it's like a really good service for people. I'm happy to great. help. Yeah. Thank you. You have a great day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. Subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Leave a comment on our Instagram or Twitter pages. You can find those details in the show description. Feel free to contact me at Kyla at youarealawyer.com. Have a great day.